welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. I am so excited for today's episode. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited also. Oh, it's going to be a good conversation. So I love to start the podcast and I love stories and I really just want to hear who you are, where you've been, where you're going. Sure. Um, so my name is Sue Kreitz and I am a Qigong instructor. So Qigong is a moving meditation and we can get into that later, but I live in Northern Alberta, Canada, in the country, in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, part of my uh, practice, my Qigong practice is sharing the energy and the scenery and um, the views from my property and where I live. So I, I try and practice outside and share my teachings outside whenever possible, but it's very cold here in the winter, so that's not always possible. <laughs> but I haven't always done that. I, I started off um, as a research scientist. I um, have a master's degree in botany, and then I had kids, and my son was really sick, and it led me down a holistic path. And just I'm a real, um, I love to learn, and I love to teach. And so it seems that whatever I learned, I just like to share with others. And that's kind of how I morphed into this after pursuing a diploma in holistic nutrition and doing a couple of other energy sort of healing modalities. I actually had my own issues, um, which led me to finding Qigong. Mm. So when you first started, um, what was the draw? Like, what was attracting you to that? Yeah, so I had some um, chronic hip bursitis, and I was coaching my daughters. I have two um, young adult children, but um, at the time, they were quite little, and I was coaching my daughter's gymnastics, and I just, I developed this bursitis when I was trying to hula hoop one night, and because I couldn't do it, I couldn't, it's like, you can forget how to hula hoop, if you can believe, but I couldn't seem to get it. So I just kept doing it and I developed a bursitis. And so any kind of itis is an inflammation and it seems to get aggravated in many activities, not just the one that caused it. So I was in chronic pain and I sought out, like we all do, I went to the doctor, I went to physiotherapist, a chiropractor, a massage therapist, I went to an ener energy healer, um, I tried everything. And nothing would clear this pain. And um, someone told me that Qigong is really good for healing physical pain. So I just got on YouTube and Googled, you know, looked up Qigong and landed on a couple of videos, one being from my teacher, Master Chen Yi Lin, which is the form that I teach Spring Forest Qigong. And I just started doing Qigong, just little video clips here and there um, in my kitchen, not every day, not 
um, for very long. And I just started to, I liked the way it felt. It, I just felt good after it, you know, it wasn't about the pain. I just felt calmer and more peaceful. And I didn't even know that that was something that I could have benefited from in my life. I was a chronic overthinker. I had a lot of anxiety. I had some depression, but I didn't think not the norm. And, and maybe it is the norm actually, but once it started to dissipate, I couldn't believe how much better I felt just as a person. And so I got really curious and I sent away for um, like a home study kit with a DVD. And I just started practicing more and noticed all these other things like um, my kids didn't fight as much. My house seemed bigger. We have this little farmhouse. It seemed bigger. My husband seemed nicer. Um, I got more clear on what I wanted to do with my life and, and more confident in who I was. And yeah, it's just sort of like I, I, I really just pushed off a whole bunch of dust and as a result, also the pain went away and uh, I was sleeping better. I had um, no pain at all. And I used to have quite a bit of joint pain, but you know, I was happier. And after studying it further and learning a little bit more, I realized that in this process of, of Qigong, we're, we're moving slowly with our breath and our, our mental focus and we, we can use visualization. Um, or our imagination, but these slow, gentle movements, when we coordinate them with our breath, they're actually opening up energy channels or meridians in our body and, and releasing any stuck or stagnant energy or chi, which is life force energy. And so it's, it's almost like acupuncture, but without the needles. And it's this personal practice that we do that, you know, it's very empowering to know that we can do something so simple on our own at home and get these really significant um, results. And, and so I was just sold after my first, maybe it was maybe two or three months doing this. And then I had a holistic nutrition practice and I started sharing a couple of movements with some of my clients and they um, got better so much faster. They didn't need to take as many supplements and remedies. They usually came to the big sort of issue in their life that they needed to change or fix so much faster. Mm -hmm. And so that just inspired me. And, you know, that's actually when I took it online. I just wanted to reach more people. That was about in 2016. And I started um, teaching online at that time. Wow, that's incredible. So do you think that your family was responding to how your energy had shifted and it just was kind of this ripple effect? Yeah, 100%. And it's like, you know, after I learned later, it just seems so coincidental, but I learned later how, you know, we have this sort of vibration that we carry that we hold and it radiates out from us. It's called our, our chi field, but you know, it's sort of similar to say an aura or whatever it is, but you know, other people can feel it they can sense it. And so that actually opens up something in them. And, uh, you know, you, you can be in the same room of someone that practices Qigong or online with them. And you can start to just feel a little bit of this calming um, sensation. And it helps you. So yeah, it, it really did um, help my kids and my family in that way. Mm, I love that. And it's the same, like, you know, you go home, you're frustrated, you had a long day, your house is going to feel that your kids are going to start bickering and fighting. Like, it's like this just domino effect. 
versus when you are at that piece. So can we dive a little bit deeper into life force energy, into what you were talking about with the chi and how do we raise that up? What are some things that the audience can start implementing into their lives? Yeah, sure. So, so part of the way this works is it's just like we're awakening up to who we really are. It's not like we're changing really or adding anything. It's, it's just actually sort of peeling away so that we can, you know, be who we truly are. And, and so this is what these ancient sages and masters discovered over 5,000 years ago. This practice originated in ancient, ancient China. And I think about that now, and I think there's a reason why it's here now today in the modern world still after all this time. And these ancient sages and masters studied the planets, the moon, the sun, nature, the seasons, the earth and minerals and all these and, and really went into these deep meditations and and discovered that we are a part of this universe. We're not separate from it. We're not separate from nature. We are part of that. So the same thing that's happening in nature is happening in our bodies. We are part of it. And so we have these, essentially, there's these five elements that constitute everything. Um, and, and, and energy flows through those five elements, just like, you know, they're represented by the seasons or by the day or by the, our life cycle. So it's all about this balance between yin and yang energy. Good. So just giving you an example, you were sharing with me a little bit about your sinuses. It's the metal element right now in the Northern Hemisphere. So this is um, the season of autumn where we are up here. And it, it really has to do then with there's organs that are on duty right now. And those are the lungs and the large intestine. But that also includes the sinuses, the immune system and our skin. So we can we can liken this to even just, you know, our Western um, discoveries that most people get sinus or lung infections in the fall. And this follows through, you know, all the seasons with all the elements and, and these organs that come on duty. So there's these lessons that we can get from these elements from nature that we can integrate into our lives right now every day. So autumn, what does that mean? Metal element. OK, what does that mean? the leaves are dropping from the trees. So this is a season of letting go, of releasing. And then we think about what our ancestors, what would they have been doing right now? They would have been preparing for winter. So harvesting the crop, storing the crop. And so this is the same time for us to harvest in our lives. What are the, what are the su successful seeds that we planted in the spring? So what activities did we embark on that are working well, we can bring those with us into the winter, into the rest of the year. And the things that didn't work well, we can evaluate and discern and release. So this can be relationships, it can be clutter in your home, you know, it can be activities, your calendar, it can be work things, like anything like that. And so when we learn this wisdom from nature and we adapt in our own lives, we have improved health. But there are other things too. There's emotions that are paired with these organ systems. So the emotion that can damage or surface more during the season 
is, and damage, I mean, it can cause damage to these organs that I talked about, say the lungs and large intestine. So the challenging emotion in the autumn is grief, sadness, or depression. Mm. This surfaces more this time of year than any other time. And so there's a vibration to an emotion that these ancient masters found really affected the organs. And so the positive emotion or the um, more supportive emotion for these organs in this season is contentment. So when we can find contentment with our lives, in our day, in a moment, with ourselves, that actually can help to heal the lungs, the sinuses, and actually boost our immune system. And then, I love that. Yeah, it's so simple. And then we can layer on, there can be a color that we can focus on. So the color for the lungs and this season is white. So we can use that in our visualization, like thinking about white clouds or you know, maybe a white flower or snow even, depending on where you live. But this color also has a vibration, just like the emotion that can support our organ systems. And then there's also then another layer is say a movement, a Qigong movement that we could do that supports this system that's going to help open up these channels or these meridians like I was talking about earlier, um, even more. And then that's really what helps to transform whatever might be stuck in our body. It's like we have these little rivers or streams flowing through us and they can get stuck. And so we just want to keep them open. And fluid. You know, that's, I love that you bring that up because it was so funny. I walked in today to my work and there were some people standing there and they're like, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, my sinuses. And I was like, but you know what? It's weird. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I obviously feel like I'm sick, but I don't feel like it's like a sickness. I almost feel like it's like a purging. So everything that you just said kind of makes perfect sense. Yeah. And you know, that's what colds are. That's what everything that we get, like these viruses, it is, it's like our body is just cleansing it out. We're just cleaning it out. It's actually good for your immune system to be sick every once in a while. And, and also like, it just sounds like, you know, you're dealing with in a healthy way. We can look at so much resistance and then beat ourselves up. And that just makes us sicker for longer rather than kind of embracing it and going, okay, my, what is my body asking of me? It's asking me to rest. That's usually the the number one thing the body wants. It's asking for warm fluids. There's foods we pair with these seasons too. So right now it's uh, foods that are white. So that color I was talking about. So things like um, potatoes, cauliflower, a um, little bit of ginger, really good for the lungs in the morning. Walnuts, really great for the lungs and, and pears, so good for the lungs and the sinuses this season. So this sort of acceptance and then honoring what your body's going through is such a better sort of self-loving and naturally healing way than resisting and pushing through and, and kind of getting mad at ourselves. Just had someone on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and we were one of the things that we were discussing is like all the fad diets and how they're ever changing, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got keto, you've got this, you've got that, you've got this. And I used to be so on that in my early twenties. And now that I'm much, much older than my early twenties, when I started intuitively eating and following really what my body needed and more of an Ayurvedic practice, mm-hmm. how my body received nourishment completely changed, like completely changed. Yeah. So I love that you touched on that because 
when we're able to go with what's, you know, the season and the colors and the foods and what feels good in our body, like we have to nourish it, not deprive it. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I always like to go back to the ancestors again, like what would the ancestors be eating right now in this season? Where would they be getting it? And so within reason, you know, where I live, there would be nothing, you know, in the winter other than right. what I stored or canned, which is lots of snow, which is still important, you know, like the, the canned or the root vegetables that we can store. Those are the best for us you know, in the winter, but you're exactly right. I, I went through that too. As a holistic nutritionist, I learned about all these diets. Um, you know, all my clients came in with, I want to do this. I want to try this. And, and, you know, when we find a mindfulness practice, whatever it might be, that, that really has to do with something somatic. Like when we connect with our body and our breath, I feel this is the most powerful and best way to really waken up our intuition. And then we get more confident as we listen to it. And so you just, you know, moved into listening to your body and what feels good. And, and that's really what like my Qigong practice has done for me is made my intuition so strong. And, and some foods just didn't resonate anymore with me that I used to think were so good or healthy. And, and same with some supplements, just my body was like, I felt nauseous or I was resistant to take them. And I just thought, what is going on with that? Oh, they're not in alignment. There's not a sort of a vibrational match anymore. And so I find, you know, I'm also very far from my twenties, but I find as my, as I get older, I just appreciate where I went, where I was and my eagerness to learn and try things. But, but now just appreciating my wisdom and confidence in how I live now. And it's so much simpler and easier, way less stress. And I think just more loving to my body. Yeah. Coming back to that self-love. Mm-hmm. So silly question. And what does gong, I know what the chi means. What the, does the gong stand for? Oh, yeah. Um, gong means uh, to work or to cultivate. So we're essentially okay. moving or yeah, working with life force energy. So that's... I've always wondered that. Yeah. And, and there's different, you know, there's thousands of different forms. And some are really more sort of along a, a slightly a more martial art lineage. Uh, the form that I practice, Spring Forest Qigong, is a medical form of qigong that means it's self-healing so as you practice you you can actually heal and then it's also meditative so you get the same benefits of meditation but the the theory behind this is like meditation is awesome and it's so great and that's you know i came from yoga into this and and meditation was sort of my my piece in between which it still is but the theory really is if if our physical body is not well it's really hard for us to move through the world and, and share our gifts and be fully present and happy as a, as a human being having this experience because we're distracted if we're not well or we have pain or we have a diagnosis or an illness or we're short-tempered or angry. I mean, that's, you know, the same kind of thing. But when our physical body is well, we can really shine. We can do things with this life and, and that really resonated with me when I first heard this description of Qigong. I thought, yeah, my, my, my body is like my container, my vessel that is allowing me to do what I do every day. Right. So I love to do a toolbox for the audience and share three things that 
right now in their lives and leave this show and just be like, I'm ready to start doing this. I'm fired up. And I don't know if it's possible or not. I thought about this before the show, but I know you're an expert and I know you can think of something. Is there a way that you could share with us a few tools that we could start using right away within Qigong? Absolutely. You, you used to practice in your kitchen. So I'm like, I feel hope here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so the number one thing that I think is such a great uh, part of Qigong is something we do in the beginning of our practice to pre prepare, but it's also a great standalone exercise. And this exercise is one of the best grounding tools I know and it's called bouncing. And all you do is you just stand with your feet, hip or shoulder width apart, and you just relax your shoulders and your spine is straight, gentle smile on your face, and you just start bouncing from the knees. So your feet remain flat on the floor and you just bounce softly from the knee. It's kind of like you're on a rebounder, but you're not, you're on the ground. And when you do that bouncing, you inhale through your nose and you exhale through your mouth. And in doing that, your arms are loose, your shoulders are loose, you're waking up your life force. You are grounding your energy and you're opening up your channels. So this is really good for your vitality. It's good if you feel stuck or stagnant, if you've been seated for a while, but it's simply a great practice to do a couple of times a day, really good for your joints and tendons and ligaments. And it gets the chi flowing. It gets your life force moving. So that's one. So you can start with that. And then um, your arms are just kind of loose, like wet noodles when you do it. And then a couple minutes just bouncing like that. And then after that, you can bring your arms up above your head and continue bouncing. And you're just letting the wrists flop. So they're just being sort of um, bounced by the knees as the knees are going up and down. And so when you have your arms above your head, this actually opens up the lungs and the sinuses, the chest, the heart, the shoulders. So we start to really move lymph for detoxifying even more when our hands are up above our head. And then we can just bring them back down again. And we can even do a little bit of a twist from left to right. So that's one thing. The other thing that's really good right now during this season for the lungs and the large intestine is just cupping the arms. So just with a cup-shaped hand, because the cupping sends a vibration in deeper, it's different than slapping. You can just hold out your arm with your palm up and just cup from the shoulder, cupping down to the palm, flip your arm over and cup from the shoulder to the back of the hand. And you can just- I'm all trying to do this. Yeah, I'm doing it right now too. <laughs> But honestly, I, I'd like you even just to try that for your listeners, you know, check in with your breathing, check in with your lungs and your sinuses, and then do the bouncing and or the arm cupping starting on one side and then move over to the other. And then just check in again, see how your breathing is, it's going to be better, your lungs are going to be more open, and your body's going to feel more revitalized. So so those are two things. And then I can another feel my vibration you're doing that. I was literally doing yes. that. Yes. You're sharing it. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. So like these are the amazing things about Qigong. It is so simple. I call these little things like chi bites or chi snacks. Like it's just two minutes. And this is what I try and teach my students in my community is we don't need to play on special music. We don't need a special room. We don't need robes. We don't need music. We can tune in to this practice two minutes here and there throughout the day 
to really help reconnect us and ground us. And as you just said, raise your vibration better is if you had a longer practice. But even me, I have a, a consistent practice, but I drop into these little chi bites or chi snacks throughout the day, like 10 times a day. They help me so much. But there's oh, one more that. thing I'd like to do if we could is just a short little breathing exercise. Let's do it. Okay. So, and, and depending on how your sinuses are, um, ideally you would breathe in and out of your nose, but if you need to use your mouth, you can. You and know, if you also... hear gargling, sorry guys. Yeah, no, it's fine. I can't. 100% effort here. <laughs> so just drop your shoulders, gentle smile on your face. And if you can, just start breathing in and out of your nose. And now as you're breathing, I want you just to focus on your belly. So there's an area about three inches behind your belly button called your lower dantian. And it's your energy center that we really focus on in Qigong, where we cultivate all this beautiful chi. So if you focus on this area about three inches behind your navel as you're breathing. So here we're connecting to our body right now. And now I'm just going to get you to, when you inhale, draw your tummy in just about, you know, half an inch. When you exhale, just release it back to normal. Inhaling, draw it in slightly. Exhale, release. Inhale, draw it in. Exhale, release. And so just keep focusing on that energy center there. You actually have a soft light shining there. So if you want to bring in your imagination, you can. But this is what we call reverse abdominal breathing. And it's a really powerful way to get grounded, to clear your head, to connect to your body and to help yourself. And so you can just return to regular breathing. Just let me know how did that feel? That was incredible. And you know what's so fascinating is I do breath work and even my brain was like, wait, you're not gonna be able to pull it in when you're like doing this, that's too much. And it's funny because the minute I let go of like the actual head space, right? Mm -hmm. Like tapped into my body, it was so fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this is really what we teach in level one, um, Qigong to, to introduce this concept of this reverse abdominal breathing. And it takes people some getting used to, because if you're used to other types of breath work or yoga, it's the opposite, but it is so grounding. And I find this is the thing that I do anytime I'm in a situation that maybe isn't feeling the best if I'm not feeling well, um, but during my practice, and now I, I think I breathe like that all the time, but it is so good for grounding you and balancing your energy. Oh, and your voice is like an angel. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just be here for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, thank you for those. Wow. Those are amazing. You guys need to like do those along with us, do them throughout the day. Mm -hmm. How many times do you recommend people pause to do that throughout the day? 
Well, I, from, for my clients, sometimes I'll make them set a little alarm on their phone and every couple of hours, a little ding, and then just drop into your breath or get up and do some bouncing, you know, or do some arm cupping, depending on what you're working on. But the more we can connect to ourselves throughout the day, the more we don't kind of spin out of control, the more we can stay connected to our body. And that really helps those of us that are overthinkers, that are analytical, um, that have anxiety, connecting to the body is a really great way to connect to the present moment. So I recommend a few times a day, but you know, if you just wanted to implement a little practice, you could just start with twice a day and, and see how that felt. Oh, I love that. I got to do a little reel about our podcast on yeah. <laughs> silly doing this to show people because this is amazing. Yeah, it's it is actually shocking how powerful it is and how simple it is. Yeah, I wow, I'm gonna incorporate this into my morning routine. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom today and your time. And just, man, I like feel better already just after talking to you. I'm glad. All that, all that life force just flowing. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so where is the best spot for people to connect with you, work with you? Do you do lives ever? I know you're up in Canada, but can we follow along on your journey? Yeah. Um, you know, you can find me on Instagram, Sue Kreitz Qigong. I do some lots of reels there with lots of practices. In fact, today I shared one that would be good for the lungs too, called Cloud Hands, a little movement. Um, there. Instagram's a great place. Um, my website is suekreitz.ca and I have an online community, a membership. So we meet every week and I teach a live class with a bit of a teaching and we do a movement and then we do a seated meditation that I guide my members through. And I do a lot of lives on Facebook, um, but Instagram's probably the best place or getting on my email list. I send out tons of tips and I just wrote a blog on five things you can do to support yourself in autumn. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sue. That was incredible. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you, Courtney. So do I. And I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. And I hope you feel better. Oh, thank you. We'll be in touch soon. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to The Sweetest Little Life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.